There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper and welcome to the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. And I'm really excited about the show today. We've got uh, two uh, fascinating guests, Dan Cashel and Casper Craven. And we're going to talk about business lessons we can learn from our children and lots of tips and ideas, I promise you, about um, developing harmony and great results uh, as a parent uh, within your family as well as within your work. Um, before I introduce you to Dan and to Casper, I want to say a huge thank you to my guest last week. Um, really enjoyed interviewing Shirin Shabastari, and we talked about uh, about turning your passion into your business. And Shirin has done that. Uh, she's a mountaineer and hiker. She'd set up uh, a business taking people from the West on hiking tours and mountaineering tours in Iran, which was her hometown. And it was really insightful um, uh, interview about what is a very misunderstood country, actually, uh, and sounds like a really fascinating place to go and visit so do listen to that show if you're thinking about turning your passion now into your living so have you ever felt more challenged dealing with your kids than you do um, dealing with your employees and clients you know being a parent it can seem like a hard job when the work would have work is just so demanding now as parents uh, and I'm a parent to two boys myself, um, two boys of um, eight and 11. Um, I know that we're constantly reminded about our behavior and the need for patience and that there are skills that we have to apply at home that are also very important in the workplace. You know, for our kids, though, we're reminded of, um, you know, really important things like creativity and energy and playfulness and enthusiasm. Now, my guests uh, this week, uh, Dan Cashel and Casper Craven, they both combine um, being uh, fathers with and husbands with um, really busy work lives. Now, Dan Cashel, he's a husband, dad, he's a serial entrepreneur and angel investor, and he co- is a co- the co-founder, chairman, and CEO of Breakthrough X. And he's helped so many business owners over the years um, deal with blind spots and um, various different problems and, and challenges and help them make a really big impact. He started at over 11 companies, He's coached business owners from over 180 niche industries, nine countries, had clients and partners like Joe Polish, uh, Dean Graziosi, Genius Network and more. He's a regular media contributor. He hosts his own radio show. He's been guests on loads of shows before, uh, including uh, my own. He's been on, on TV multiple times, Huffington Post, NBC, you name it. And he was recently rated as one of the top 25 influencers by Influenceive, and his podcast was recommended for Autoline Business in Forbes. So a huge welcome to Dan. Now, Casper. Casper launched his first business, believe it or not. Um, at, at age 14, he was catching crabs and lobsters. And by age 16, he was exporting half a ton of them to Spain. He went on to university, became a chartered accountant, then worked at KPMG. Uh, he signed up in 2000 for the world's toughest yacht race. Uh, and he um, was the youngest crew member on board. And in 2001, he returned to being an entrepreneur. And over the, the next sort of 15 years... He's raised money, he's built businesses, he's uh, really grown them, he's sold businesses, and he decided to do an incredible thing. Casper uh, and his wife 
um, hatched a plan which they carried out to sail around the world with their young children and they spent the next five years planning it and then they made it happen uh, and he traveled around the world for two years um so uh, you're some really inspiring um, people today so big welcome to dan cashel um who's over in phoenix and casper craven who's uh, uh in the uk it's a pleasure to be with you chris absolutely thank you very much for uh, for having us here you're very welcome so let's start with you casper um let's sorry let's start with you sorry dan um let's tell tell us down about your family life and you know how it balances with what you do for a living well you know you know i can say that i've learned a lot over the last uh you know 20 what 28 years in business uh, you know, probably for the first decade of my career, I had a very dysfunctional way of operating. I was your, I'm, I'm, you know, at the core, I'm a typical type A entrepreneur. I left to my own devices. I'd work a hundred hours a week. It's actually easy for me to do. I would, and had at in my early years, uh, given my family uh, like the second floor of my building. Um, and what I've shifted, you know, I've learned some tough lessons along the way, Chris, where, you know, uh, it, it took a, a, a pretty crazy experience where, you know, I woke up a few weeks after my son was born. I ended up in a hospital for four days, had a heart procedure, signed a disclaimer and said I had a one in X chance of dying on the table. And so if you can imagine that as you're listening right now, like hopefully you don't have to wait or have what happened to me happen to you. But if you can imagine... A couple weeks after your son is born, waking up with chest pains, signing a disclaimer that says you have one in X chance of dying, like what would that do for you? And so for me, Chris, it led to a lot of serious reflection, a lot of serious shifts and in, in, in adjustments and changes. I ended up selling a couple companies, regrouping, figuring out really what I wanted to do. And at that time, I realized, you know what, you know, my marriage is one. My kids are one A, and then everything else is going to, you know, follow underneath as as far as the the hierarchy. And you know, I've made those shifts. You know, I've I've built a lot of really healthy boundaries in my life. You know, if you can imagine going, here's here's a great way I think parenthood uh, you know, helps represent business overall. Is you know, I was out to dinner not too long ago with my family. And my uh, my son decides to order something he doesn't normally uh, eat. You know, he's primarily gluten free or whatever. But he orders, you know, something just new and different that he'd not never really had before. Well, let's put it this way. And and so we're out with my mom, my dad, my sister, her husband, my wife, my daughter, and me. And so he orders this thing and he eats it and it doesn't settle well with him. And we're at the dinner table and he goes, Dad, my my stomach. Oh my God. Oh my God. I think I'm gonna. I, I think I'm going to throw up. And I go, are you going to make it to the bathroom? He goes, no. And then literally he starts to throw up. And I'm, uh, as a dad, like, what are you going to do? Look around for someone else to take the lead? So I literally put my hands there and he throws up in my hands, <laughs> right? And yeah, I just deal with it, right? That's kind of like what it's like <laughs> running a business too. As a dad, you're going to, as the leader, the CEO of your organization, of your family, you're going to lead by example, handle the situation, clean it up. And of course, you know, you have other people around that will support it, uh, but you just navigate it and deal with it. And that's a pretty like gross example, but it's, it's kind of what it's like. I feel being a parent and dealing with uh, running businesses at times, you know, there's, there's good that goes with it. 
but there's also some of the you know tough times that you just have to navigate and get through. So that, that that's the best example I could think of at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> you're making me, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of smiling at the last example. But your your, your first uh, story there, I relate to that myself, having had major surgery just a, a couple of months before my son was born, a few months before he was born. Uh, I knew I had to do it, and and that that was the year I changed everything in my life as well because I was never at home and I could see uh, it wasn't going to be. Um, you know, conducive with uh, running a great family. And the second yeah. uh, story you mentioned there, I uh, I remember my son being first eldest son being about three or four, and one day I was in the middle of the night. But he came into the room about three in the morning. I saw this white face look at me. And the next thing he did was he threw up on my head. Mm. I, I've never I've never woken up so quickly <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Yes. I mean, it's crazy how it does that, right? Like when we have little kids, right? They poop their pants and you just have to smile and roll with it. I get, that's kind of like what it's like running a business. And you hope you're the one that's not pooping your pants. <laughs> and how about you, Casper? Okay. I haven't got a story about throwing up. <laughs> so, um, but the, you know, it's 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 interesting as I was listening to both of what you were saying there. I think that uh, you know, in life, you have to get to a pain point before you change and you do something. And uh, you know, my pain point, there, there are the similarities to what you guys said. Now, wind back to um, to two thousand and nine, um, and you know, I was probably working you know hundred hours or so in my business. And um, you know, we were a small consulting firm, and um, we were turning over about half a million dollars. We were losing money on that, so I barely saw my wife and my kids. And that really doesn't make for a very healthy relationship. I'm sure a lot of people who've you know, been in businesses can, can relate to that. And um, yeah, everything changed for us when we said, you know what, we're going to make a decision to go and do something else. And our decision was to go and sail around the world. And the purpose of that was so that we could go and spend um, or create some magical life-changing experiences with us and our kids. And by making that decision and putting the family first rather than putting work first, it just created some incredible magic that it forced us to learn and to grow and to do things that we would not have done otherwise. And, um, you know, we went on to build um, three different uh, businesses. We sold one for a um, seven-figure sum sailing across the Pacific. But most importantly, it just fundamentally changed my relationship with uh, both my wife and, uh, and my children. Um, and so now we're back from that. And you're kind of following the same model again of saying, okay, family first, that's the most important thing. And then work and business has to serve that. And the interesting thing with that as well is that actually I became a better businessman because of that, because I only had so much time now. So I had to be smarter with how I did things. So it was a real fundamental shift in perspective, but putting, uh, putting my wife and kids first and then things flowing back from that. Just, I'm just interested there. Did you, when you made that decision to sail around the world, you mentioned you had a, a business that was um, uh, not making a profit at that initial outset. Did you, did you have the funds to go and do that? Did you, in your plan, did you have to go and you know deliver <laughs> the, the businesses and the funds to enable you to do it? Good question. When we came up with the plan to sail around the world, the idea of buying a boat and sailing around the world was utterly, utterly ridiculous. 
because we didn't have the money. And we won't tell everybody. Everybody just killed themselves laughing. We, and actually, it was worse than that, because not only did we not have the money, my wife had been on the boat twice. She'd been seasick both times. Oh, my God, I mentioned seasickness. Uh, so she'd been sick both times. And, um, the, and actually, we didn't have a boat as well, which was kind of an obvious thing, too. So, um, so yes, and no, we didn't have the money. So making that decision was the catalyst to us growing, creating businesses, and you know, saying, how do we add more value to the world? And so that was really the starting point. That's amazing. I mean, that bit, that big, big dream. Um, and how, how about you uh, then, Dan? We've got a couple of minutes to, uh, well, we've got a bit longer, twenty minutes, five minutes to commercial break. But um, I want to have, have that um, impact your family had. It clearly made you um, change your lifestyle and the way that you're working. I mean, how do do things play out now uh, since you? you know, had that surgery and now you know your children of what sort of 10, 12, that sort of age. Um, how has that impacted your family and the way that you operate today? Yeah, the, the, I think the biggest way I would describe it, Chris, in a nutshell is, you know, uh, instead of my family getting leftovers, they're the priority, right? And, you know, I, I don't believe personally in balance. I think balance is BS, However, it's an integrated life. So, you know, instead of it being separate with my wife or my kids, they're included. Like I've regularly taken them into my radio studio. When I'm working, I involve them in some of the work and go, hey, let me show you what I'm, what I'm working on, right? Uh, similar with my wife. We, we have conversations where in the past it had been, you know, the, the business was first and then they got leftovers and I shoehorned it in. Whereas now... You know, I have date nights scheduled with my wife a couple days a week. Uh, we regularly do walks together. My kids on Thursday and Fridays, most weeks, I have it scheduled in where I'm with them from the late afternoon through the evening, right? Like last night, for example, on a Thursday afternoon, I picked them up from school and then I came home and I played football with my son where we were out, you know, for, I don't know, 45 minutes to a good hour together, just throwing the ball around, running routes and that sort of. So, so I've built these healthy boundaries schedule for me. I having the schedule in there just creates a really good, healthy boundary because I'm not likely to negotiate on it. And I'm also not likely to cancel that appointment or scheduled thing with my family or my kids, just like I'd respect a client. So that's those things have really worked well. And there's more, but those those are a couple that are really powerful. I think the other one is also the inclusion idea. Um, you know, health is really a, a big part of my life today. You know, I've since lost 70 pounds since that health experience kept the weight off for a long time. But I regularly invite my kids to exercise with me um, and, and about 50% of the time, one of my kids will participate with me, which is you know, also, you know, it's leading by example. I'm showing them versus telling them. I believe, you know, my favorite class in school as a kid was show and tell, not tell and tell. <laughs> and, uh, so I try to demonstrate that for my kids by showing how to lead, showing how to live. And I don't live uh, for my kids, I live with my kids, which I think is a, a really mm -hmm. powerful distinction as a parent and, and uh, you know, a business owner too. So, those are a few. That's brilliant. I, I I do quite a lot of exercise myself, sort of cardio and gym. But I just started uh, a few weeks ago going to a yoga class, which is mm. uh, very close to me in the village because I've been reading about the benefits for my cycling and, and and things like that. So I went a few times, and my 
eleven year old son who's uh, mad into into sport. He said, "Dad, can I can I come with you?" Uh, so he's he's coming along as well, and and it was great this week because I was absolutely shattered early in the week and um, busy doing quite a few things, and I wasn't going to go. And he he, um, he taught me around. He said, "Dad, you know you need you need to go to yoga. You want to be even fitter and uh, more flexible. And you know, come on, Dad." And it was snowing outside as well, and it was. Uh, quite a, a cold night and uh, he, he talked me into it and I'm so pleased he did so it was just nice to, to do that and see him have a positive influence on me as well my behavior yeah that, that's awesome and you know it's funny you bring that up because similarly I've we've done yoga uh, we've actually also done meditation together you know short shorter clips of it like five minutes instead of you know 15 or 20 and that's really worked and been a healthy experience for the kids, too. And just, you know, being able to expose them to those kind of experiences. You know, I know Casper will share some things on his boating experience that just it blows my mind. It's awesome. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting, just picking up on the, um, what you're saying about the exercise, actually. There's, there's an opportunity here for someone, uh, someone listening that um, I, I go to um, a boot camp uh, locally. And uh, the invitation went out about a month ago that you can bring your kids along to boot camp. So I took my, my five-year-old, so there's all the adults and there's all the kids there as well. And my five-year-old absolutely loved it. I mean, I totally agree with, uh, with what you said, Dad, about right, um, show rather than tell. And, you know, she's like, can I go back to boot camp? Can I go back to boot camp? So I'm saying to my, my trainer now, it's like, you need to do a regular boot camp for parents and kids because it, it, it's creating those habits. And, you know, whatever your kids see you doing, is that's what they're going to pick up and adopt as their blueprint. So. Yeah, I, I just got, I went to the gym at lunchtime and I saw a sign which which I stopped and looked at because it said karate for families. Mm. And, and I thought, what a great idea, because um. You know, there's a decision there. You might end up with three or four people <laughs> coming yeah. with their kids. And, you know, I thought, what a great way to fill a class as well as actually a great way for you know, people to do something together. Yeah, yeah sorry. My, my wife has a lovely saying. She says, a family that plays together stays together. Mm. And um, yeah, I think that's uh, I think it's really nice the way she summarizes that, you know, having that, that fun stuff together. It's so easy for life to get, uh, you know, serious and, you know, all the things that you've got to do. But, uh, you know, laughing, playtime, all that sort of stuff, it's so important. And, you know, it's tonight, we're, we're doing games night tonight with a game that um, my, my five-year-old loves. And, uh, you know, it's, it's fun stuff, isn't it? So. It is. Absolutely. Well, great. So we're going to go to commercial break now. So after the break, um, we're gonna, uh, we've got lots of areas we want to talk about now. We're going to talk um, after the break, we're going to talk about vision and values. And you want to hear some of the, the vision and the values that uh, Dan and Casper have from their families, I can assure you, and some of the rituals that uh, they undertake. Uh, and things that, you know, vision and values are important for the business. And so, uh, so are rituals. Um, and we'll start talking um, later on about emotional resilience and all that sort of thing. So you do want to come back after the break. We'll be back with you again in just a couple of minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one -one mentoring and coaching 
facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and with Dan Cashel and Casper Craven. We're talking about we're talking about our kids and um, being fathers and. Uh, some of the, the lessons that we can learn that are sort of transferable as well into the workplace. And I've got to ask you this question because I often hear people talking about about uh, children and bringing them up and experts and gurus. But, you know, I want to ask you two guys, you know, do you see yourself as perfect parents? Because uh, sometimes people portray themselves that way. Uh, you know, and employers with people at work. I mean, do you ever get things wrong, uh, Dan? <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> I mean, who starts an interview talking about uh, throwing up and pooping in your pants? I mean, like, that's for, I mean, that was a great example of it right there. <laughs> so it's, uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a learning experience. It, oh, definitely. Definitely a learning experience. And I think that, you know, you, I think what I've noticed with my kids is just being uh, real with them uh, creates a better bridge, a better bond. And, you know, you could take that same approach in your business too, uh, where, you know, you, if, if you're vulnerable and you, you let them know you don't have all the answers, right. But, you know, and it's a collaboration to some degree that you usually get more buy-in, you know, the old saying, you know, most people, um, won't fight the plan if they help plan the fight. Right. And so there's a lot that can be gained by doing that, not only with our family, but also in our businesses, too. <laughs> yeah, I, that's, that's, I mean, it's very interesting that about, um, you know, they won't, won't fight it if they're involved in, in creating the plan. And I think you're right. If your children can buy into something and help create something rather than having it imposed on them, they're less likely to, to say no. And I think that's very relevant for employees, um, too, employees, too. So, Casper, any, any thoughts from you? Um, um, are you a perfect parent? <laughs> 
<laughs> Likewise, but burst of laughter to start that one as well. It's like look, we're, we're human beings, right? We're fallible. We make mistakes. There's there's no two ways about that. I mean, I think one of the things that you know, one of the things that I was that I used basically to turn my businesses around and to do stuff with the kids was the whole thing about values and focusing on what's right rather than what's wrong. And you know, instinctively, we all know that it's all about you know building on people's strengths. Um, but when your child does something that you don't want them to do, and you get that sort of chimp brain, monkey brain thing going on, it's like ah, don't do that, and you fall into the trap quite often, even though you know that's probably not the best thing to do. Um, so yeah, so the, the, the pitfalls are there all around because you know it's our million-year-old brain just trained to focus on problems and find problems. And um, so, you know, the, pit, the pitfalls are always there. But I think it's just being conscious and catching yourself is the key thing. So, I think you're very right. It's very easy to keep finding yourself in a situation with your children and say, Don't, stop doing that, stop doing that, don't do that. Exactly. Um, which uh, isn't exactly, exactly positive, but you, you're right. I think you go into that habitual chimp behaviour sometimes as a parent. Um, exactly that. Now, while we were planning this interview, we we did agree upon a number of areas that were really important. And I, I want to start with uh, this um, idea of vision and guiding values, because I know from our conversation that you've both created these for your families. So uh, I want to start with you, Casper. I mean, what's your vision as a family? So let me talk to you about that in two parts. So let me talk about the, 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 vision, the first vision we had, which was the whole thing around um, sailing around the world. So... When we came up with that, as I said, everybody thought we were utterly bonkers. And we had to find a way to get all of us as a family bought into it. So over a number of um, months, we'd sit down most weekends and we would get magazines out. We would cut pictures up and we created something we called the Craven Family Winner's Bible. And in this, it had pictures of things that we wanted to do. And it had descriptions of places we wanted to go. And what we were doing is we were firing the imagination of both ourselves and the kids to say, you know, this is the place that we want to go to in the future. And it's exactly what Dan was saying about, you know, involving people, involving your team in the, in the planning of things, because then they're going to be so much more bought into it. So because, you know, we couldn't have turned around to our kids and sort of said, OK, tomorrow we're going off to sail around the world because it would have just been too big a, big, big a jump. So we had to involve them right from day one. And so that was before. And we do the same thing again now. So we've been back for just over a year now. And this time round, what we're planning is not to go off on a big trip and a big adventure, but we've created a concept of what we call first class world, which is a way of living, talking about how do we want to live? How, what do we want to experience in the world? And we sit down with as a family with all the kids. And we again, we work in teams and we're cutting out pictures and we're talking about different things that we want to go and do and different things that inspire us. So um, that's how we get inclusive. Um, with everyone it's the same thing that I did in my businesses when I was turning those around and getting people engaged um, but that that for me is, is the heart of it firing people's imagination and getting them excited about the future and uh, so that's kind of where it starts from with me and the kids that's brilliant do you, do you have like a statement for the family or anything or we do yeah absolutely so 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 beforehand we had um, a vision statement which was pinned to the wall for um, for five years before we went and uh, at the same time around now we have a vision statement that uh, we've crafted together it's pinned on the wall and then we have all our pieces of paper and we have um, actually looking at it now in our, our room we have a big collage 
of um, pictures because we have a set of principles. So one of our principles is all about energy and that's living a healthy lifestyle. So we've got all these reminders that literally are all around us. You know that saying, what you see is all there is. So we're just consistently reminding us as a family about what are the important things to us and where we want to go. Great. Excellent. How about you, Dan? Well, first of all, if you're listening right now to Casper, I mean, I don't know if you're thinking this, but golly, how can I be one of his kids? Because that's, <laughs> I mean, like, that's amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> the vision that he conveys the you know the values within his family and ideally you're picking up some great insights with what what Casper and it's you know some good reinforcement for me Chris overall too and I for our family you know my my kids are still pretty young 12 and 10 and and you know we started them pretty young you know I've got some old you know some YouTube footage that people can go find uh, if they really want to on our channel but uh, you know, it started with the foundation when they were, I think, three years old or somewhere in that area where we talked about the family four L's, you know, live, we're a family that lives together, we love together, we laugh together, and we learn together, right? So it's about, you know, unity uh, in the family unit. And that was the core of what we did. And as they got just a little bit older, another year or two, um, you know, we have the Kushel, like if you ask my kids, you know, what are the Kushel values, right? And there's, you know, interviews. Joe Polish of Genius Network has interviewed my kids and others have too. And um, and it's really, really cool to just hear them. And it's ingrained in their their spirit, which is, you know, they'll go, if you go, what are the Kushel values? They go, champion, choose, health, action, mastery, purpose, invest in yourself, be an opportunity seeker and never quit on you, which is, is the acronym champion, and, and what the champion means. It's about being a champion. And, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of, of those things. And then on a, on a daily basis, again, it's about leading by example and living together in unity. And, you know, because my first marriage didn't work, you know, having done this, you know, I made mistakes and, you know, my first marriage didn't work. So I split time with my ex-wife, with my kids. And so, you know, they have certain things that happen at, at her house and then at our house. And, we also uh, center our day around a, a, a series of, uh, we'll call it the fundamental questions in our, in our house. Um, the number one question that we ask each other regularly is, you know, what are, what are you grateful for right now? And yeah, that's such a critical question. And, and we'll ask that, you know, whether it's the morning, it could be the evening, but at night we usually ask these five key uh, or a couple of these five key questions. So what am I grateful for right now? What am I happy about right now? What have I done well today? Uh, what mistakes did I make today? And what did I learn from it? And interestingly enough, Chris, when I first added the you know, question, uh, what mistakes uh, did you make today? To my kids, thinking that might not be the best questions, I found that my kids actually embrace that question a little bit more than the others. They actually like talking about their mistake. If you give them permission to make mistakes, because I grew up in a family where if you made mistakes, it was kind of a bad thing. You were, you know, you got your hand slapped, kind of th that idea, that that type of more of a dictatorship. And you know, and our my parents did the best they could. Um, but what we have found by this experience, it's embraced them to go out and seek, you know, new things and be okay with, you know, not being great or not being perfect and actually failing at it. 
so they could go, you know, find the thing that really excites them or, or intrigues them, that, that sort of thing. So, so those are a couple fundamental things that we've done built around the core values that have really seemed to, I mean, the jury's still out, let's face it, they're 12 and 10. <laughs> you know, they've got, you know, many more years to see if they're going to be, you know, uh, value contributors to, to society. I like to think so. And I think we've, <laughs> we've built a good foundation uh, overall. But uh, the values are really the critical part and then leading by example. Yeah, I think that's uh, absolutely wonderful. I, I love those, you know, that, that point there about mistakes, because um, sometimes, you know, unless you've got a you know, a place that you can share those mistakes. They're probably, you know, sitting in some of them sitting inside your child. Um, we had my my youngest, who's seven, was very upset this morning that he hadn't he, he'd uh, lost his homework uh, and he was going to have to go and uh, be made at school to sit and do it over lunchtime, which he which he just hated the idea because he's uh, he you know likes to think of himself as doing well at school. Um, but he chose to blame uh, my uh, my wife for having lost it on his behalf even though she hadn't done it but actually by asking that question to him today maybe maybe you know that would enable a conversation around that you know about taking ownership perhaps taking some responsibility uh, for your mistakes and not blaming others mm-hmm. um so very fundamental really so i mean casper do you have um uh, so you mentioned that you've got some values what are, what are your values yeah, it's it's funny. The uh, I was I'm really enjoying uh, listening to Dan. There, there's a huge amount of similarities here. So it's interesting because the where where I really learned about this was when I was um, growing my businesses to get the money together. Um, I got to a point where I was pushing my business so hard that basically my business partner turned around to me and he said, "If you keep doing what you're doing, everybody's going to leave, including me." And I realised that it's like okay, I've got to do something dramatically different here. And so I went and sort of got a whole bunch of uh, coaching around going back to basics and building how to be a leader again. And mm. one of the building blocks for me was around values. And, and you know, I remember when I was, I used to work for, for KPMG for five years, and I remember this whole thing with values. And I remember that we used to do it for like sort of two or three hours a year, and I'd roll my eyes, and I'd think, gosh, I'm just going to get through this, and I can go and get on with other stuff because, you know, I haven't got the time for this it's just a whole bunch of BS. It's just nonsense. And that was my perspective before. When I almost broke my, my business, I, I, I came to realize that actually values are that fundamental building block because it's values that define your behaviors and behaviors that will define your actions and actions that will define your outcomes. Mm-hmm. So we did a huge amount of work on the values inside the business. And it's interesting because I came to the business and to start with, and I said, these are our values. And the business turned around to me and said, no, they're not. <laughs> We're going to create these things together because they've got to be co-created. And um, so people feel ownership in them. They can't be pushed on to, on to, on to people. So, so we did that in the business. And, then th- and, and that was um, a really successful thing in turning the business around. Um, and not just because we created the values one time, but we would do these values prizes every single week where um, I would um, sit the team down and I would give out chocolate bars as, as awards for things that people had done well and we were celebrating good things inside the business. And so that was a critical component to turning, turning the company around. So everything there, we applied that at home. So we created our values. They were summarized by the word laugh. So it was love, action, understanding, go prepared and happy. And, you know, like as, as, as with Dan, the, you know, the, the, my kids, could, you know, the, they, they know the values off by heart. 
because every single day over breakfast on the boat, we would hold values prizes and we'd give the kids stickers for things they would done well. And we'd celebrate those good behaviours because this thing, you know, the world has a tendency to tell us what the problems are and what's wrong. And that whole thing, you seek and you shall find. If you look for problems, you're going to find more of them. And this is very mm -hmm. much the antidote to that. So, um, so that was kind of what we did with the kids. And, you know, that, that helped us. We had some sort of life-threatening situations um, at various points around the world. And because we'd ingrained those behaviours, they just became part of how we were, how we acted, how we worked together, and still do. So. Excellent. And did, did the children give you stickers as well, if you uh, did? <laughs> they did, actually. They made stickers charts for us. And when we had other people join us on the boat, they would make stickers charts for them as well. And um, it's uh, so, yeah, no, absolutely. And we would get the kids to give out values prizes because, you know, once you're engaged with it and you're looking for it, then, that, then that's a great way of really learning something when you're teaching other people and you're giving it out yourself. So, Brilliant. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Love that. Um, now, I want to talk about rituals. We might have to continue after the break, but um, you know, many people have rituals. It sounds like you know there's a ritual there with the um, with the board and the stickers. You know, for, for us tonight, it's fish and chip night. That's a ritual, but it does mean that we uh, we get together and we have, we have fish and chips on a Friday. It means a lot to the kids, and we can we can talk in those sessions. It brings us together. Um, you know, what what um, what other rituals do you have, um, Casper, that have really helped with the family? I think the, the, the most important one has been those values prizes that we do um, ev every day. Um, so that, that's, that those are over breakfast. Um, the other one, actually, it's, uh, again, very similar to, um, to what Dan said, that on the boat we created two sheets, one, one called morning questions and one called evening questions. And so the morning questions, exactly like uh, Dan's were, you know, what am I grateful for? What am I excited about? Um, and, you know, how am I going to invest in my future today? And then the evening questions would be things like, you know, what have I learned today? How have I contributed to the world? And things like that. So, again, that was another ritual that we developed on the boat. I really like what Dan said there, by the one about the, the failure, because that's, uh, I, I might see if we can incorporate that one, actually, because that's, that's quite cool. So it's, um, but, yes, yeah, so, 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 yes, so that, that thought process every day about, about what you're doing. Fantastic. Fantastic. And I guess you had, the, you know, a really captive audience there. <laughs> we did yeah, on the boat they couldn't go anywhere else <laughs> I, I spent a little bit of time last year i've only got sort of a minute left so i'll just i'll finish with this but with a a maasai tribe in africa last year and uh, one of the things that i was a bit you know asked them about was sort of male circumcision and the ceremony and why they do do it and they said well and if you do that to a child of a certain age you've then got while they're healing you've got about three weeks where they've got no choice but to completely listen to you because <laughs> they can't do anything else. <laughs> so suddenly kind of made some sort of, so we teach them all sorts of uh, important things about being a Maasai during that, uh, that three-week period, which I thought was quite interesting. We're going <laughs> to go to commercial break. Um, after that break, I should probably send the same question across to Dan, um, but do join us again in a couple of minutes. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called 
the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Dan Cashel and Casper Craven. I'm loving this conversation about, uh, you know, business lessons that we can, you know, learn from our children. But also, I'm really fascinated by the systems that Casper and Dan have put in place with their children around vision, around values, and the kind of rituals that they have. And I'm you know, wondering here, you know, how many parents really do utilize this kind of approach with their children i think uh, it could certainly be a you know very valuable addition to all family life really um dan are you back with us because i know you need yes, to talk sir. Some water fantastic so we were talking about rituals before the break so um any, anything else you'd like to add about that that you may be adopting well i i love what casper had to share as well i mean the morning the evening i mean you know at the end of the day i i think you know how we lead at home it transcends into our business. And it may be a slow leak, right? But there's this front stage, backstage, you know, ki- kind of mentality. And if, if it's congruent, you just see it showing up. And, it, you know, what I, what I love about, you know, Casper and this conversation is, you know, opening a, a box, Chris, uh, around the idea of being a parent that integrates their kids. And you can have it both ways. You can have a healthy home and a healthy business you don't have to give up one to get the other. And I think that's just an old false belief. So enough on that rant in, in and of itself. The rituals, uh, you know, we, we experiment, I think, is, is part of our value system. You know, growth is our number one value in our company. And I, you know, kind of lean on that one as I'm reflecting on what Casper was just sharing in our family. Because we do a lot of experimenting with, with rituals. Because my my nature is I get bored with doing the same thing for too long, frankly, right? So being open to try new new things. But a couple staples in our family, uh, we because my personality uh, is such a hard driver, you know what you would look at as a typical Type A personality. I uh, I've wanted to introduce my kids to you know, a way to just kind of slow the game down, especially emotionally, physically, socially, et cetera. So a couple of things we do uh, each week, we take walks. As crazy as that sounds, that's been one of the greatest blessings uh, for me, for my wife, for my kids uh, as well. And I think for our, our mental, physical, social, emotional health. And as simple as it is, just taking walks together uh, in the neighborhood, 
we we started this when we went to Paris and we took a, a you know eight day trip to Paris you know where we got dropped in the middle of the city essentially like uh, like like we lived there lived in an apartment for a week and we made a commitment that we were going to walk everywhere and we did and it was incredible how it bonded my wife and I um you know, the conversations, the things we talked about, the things that were exciting to us, the things that concerned us, the, you know, things we are uncomfortable with. And I mean, it was just awesome. And so we, we've now carried that a few years you know, forward. And we do that a couple days a week on average uh, here in our family. And, you know, like last night, we, we went for a walk as a family. And, you know, I'm talking to my son about school and talking to my daughter about some of the challenges that she's got. And, you know, it, yeah, it's just a and and of course you see all these incredible holiday lights everywhere and we're coming like you know next year what should we get on our house and you know kind of what you know Casper's talking about some of the visioning and you know casting that stuff out and 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 being open to that so that's one uh, that really has been powerful in our family uh, the the other is you know uh, having the conversation time at dinner as a as a family as a kid. We were kind of on the go a lot, so I, I love what Casper sh- shared earlier, and I get the feeling that it's this way from the way he described it, but imagine being able to bring your your family, your team, essentially, together in unity at dinner, right, and slow slow the game down enough where everybody's at dinner together and you can have, you know, you can look at each other, A, and then have some conversation while you break bread together, as simple as that sounds. That's been another uh, pretty powerful thing in our family to do that together as well versus, you know, one person over in one room and another person over in this area and so on and everybody kind of in their silos doing their own thing. Um, so th- th- those are a couple. There's more, but uh, th- those are a couple starting points that have been really healthy and helpful for, for us. You sort of got Can me I- thinking. Sorry, I was just going to say um, you got me thinking there, Dan. Um, I- I've started more and more with um, – those coaching clients that I, I meet face to face actually going for a walk with them. And it's, it started with a, a, a contact of mine. Um, we wanted a, a, we needed a business meeting together and he said, why didn't you come up to uh, Malham in North Yorkshire and we'll, we'll go and walk for the day and we'll have a business meeting walking for the day, which was, uh, which was, which was fantastic. So since then I've been taking more and more clients out on a walk and, and coaching. And it's amazing what, you know, ideas and thoughts and getting them into the into the fresh air, even if it's walking through, you know, London along the River Thames or somewhere like that. Um, yes. It seems more valuable than, um, you know, being sit, sitting sitting still. Um, and uh, I, I guess as a team and as a business, actually taking a bit of time to have lunch together rather than all going your own separate ways could be, you know, valuable as well. Cuspy, you wanted to say <laughs> something? I was going to say, yeah, just to add, add something to that. So we came back from our sailing trip um, just over a year ago. And uh, we've been back in the UK for a year. Our boat's in um, San Francisco. But this summer, we did um, a six-week expedition from San Francisco up to um, British Columbia and back. And the reason I share that story is that we were back on the boat and we were off the grid. So suddenly, you know, you can't get uh, Facebook and, you know, your phone's disconnected and so on. And suddenly we were us we realized that having been back for a year we got sucked back into a digital world and then sitting down on the boat having meal times together talking to each other really engaging playing board games without digital distractions was just one of the biggest uh, revelations and we realized 
that we'd had that for the two years away, but we gradually got sucked back into all the distractions from devices. And um, that ritual of sitting down, having a meal together without devices, just engaging with each other was just amazing. I mean, literally, the, um, that those, those weeks we had on the boat, it just took us back to that place of, um, you know, just really enjoying time together as a family. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's something that, um, you know, clearly I've, I've been away from it, so I have a perspective on it. But I think most people clearly have devices around them the whole time. So, um, yeah, important ritual for us. Mm-hmm. how do you deal with things like um you know some, sometimes that's only fine with children and you find that with uh, employees and you probably find it internally with yourself we we have this resistance and to things and you know it takes a little bit of emotional resilience i'm kind of interested uh, dan you were talking about those walks which i think are very powerful my kids i really you know really struggle sometimes to get them to walk with us <laughs> without a you know without um it becoming um you feel like you're sort of forcing them into it how do you how do you get them to uh, feel that self-motivation such as they really really want to come for a walk with you and see it as being more enjoyable than sitting on their device and playing soccer or something yeah it, i mean it, it's something i i'm i'm learning more to be better at all the time, you know, similar to business, right? Because everybody's got their different motivators uh, and reasons why. So I think the the number one fundamental value that I think about when you bring that up, Chris, is, you know, really trying to convey or communicate or uh, connect. That's probably the best word, connect with the why. You know, why do we want to take a walk? You know, like this morning is, is a good example. My daughter... Uh, you know, we, we wake up pretty early or I wake up pretty early most days, 5 a.m. And I, I have an exercise ritual that I do to start my day and do a little bit of writing. And, uh, and then I get the kids up about six and then we get, start getting ready for school, uh, and then out of the house between 6:40 and 6:45 a.m. Um, but my daughter today, she was a little bit reluctant to eat. And, you know, she's kind of been in this little bit of a phase. And so, and I've, find myself having to remind her why at her age that, you know, it's important to eat breakfast, right? To, you know, get, you know, and it's about partially asking questions, right? You know, hey, honey, um, you understand that, you know, the idea is that you have energy to start your day, that your brain's going to work a little bit better. You know, you you know, and she's been, you know, having a little bit of struggle with some of her, her schoolwork. You know, could it be that potentially some of the struggle you're having with schoolwork and not being able to remember certain things is because you just maybe you're not, you know, getting enough energy in the morning. You know, so we've got some options here. You know, we got you can have uh, some sliced apple. You can have some sliced pear. You can have a banana. What what would you like? And kind of then narrowing it down to give, you know, options there along with the why um, you know, and ultimately she didn't choose any of my options, by the way, today, truth be told, you know, speak to the elephant in the room. She said, well, how about cereal, dad? I'm like, oh, okay, let's do cereal. And, you know, thankfully it's gluten-free, sugar-free, that sort of thing. Uh, but you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, I, I was okay her choosing something, even though it was outside of my option. And here she is 12 and she's negotiating on things. I didn't even make an option, which is kind of on one end i'm like wow and on another end i'm like yes yes that's awesome think outside the box <laughs> just don't think outside the box too much 
Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Do you have a thought on that, uh, Casper? It's funny. I was just uh, laughing actually about your, your children um, not doing what you want them to do. The um, so, <laughs> yes. um, so um, yeah, uh, a couple of nights ago, um, I asked uh, my my oldest daughter um, if she would uh, if she would babysit. Um, the youngest one well we just popped out for a little bit and uh, she was negotiating really hard with me and on the one hand it's like what do you mean you want this but on the other hand i'm really proud of it because you know she's negotiating hard right and, uh, exactly the right yeah. sort of thing. so it's, it's a, it's a double-bladed sword isn't it so it's um but, but the other thing about you know getting your kids to come and do stuff with you i'm a great believer in that saying you can't influence anybody unless you know what already influences them and I think, you know, that's what that's one of the things I really try and do. And I'm, I'm not perfect this by any stretch of the imagination, but really understanding what's going on in your kids' worlds, what's important to them, what's engaging them, uh, what are they happy about, what are they, what are they fearful about. Um, and, you know, I think finding those things and then having the conversations around those things, um, then that for me is the ticket if you like to be able to um them to want to spend more time because you're, you're talking on their level of, of what interests them so that's kind of my my thought on that absolutely brilliant well i'd love to talk um a lot more because but we're coming towards the end of the interview and uh, i think we could probably almost have another inter- interview and conversation on this subject because we haven't talked about innovation yet or, or or anything like that but i i think it's been an absolutely fascinating conversation and i just love the to the systems i think that's one thing that's coming through with me is that you know you I, uh, you know, successful entrepreneurs in business tend to have systems, and you've got systems that are working for your family as well, uh, that are you know helping bring that family together and helping bring more sort of harmony and and greater results and learning. Um, so really inspiring stuff. So I just really want to ask you if you've got a, a final message that you'd like to leave us with. So I'll, I'll start with you, Dan. Well, a final message. I, I think the the biggest one is uh, you know lead by example. Right. You know, I've discovered that for for kids, it seems, you know, they don't care how big a house you have. They don't care how many toys you have. They don't care how many cars and how expensive those things are. What they care about is, are you present? Do you you love them? Do you connect with them? Do you listen? Right. And speaking to what Casper just brought up, the idea of, you know, really listening in on their needs, their values, their fears, their insecurities and tuning into that and then being able to talk to them versus at them. Not only does this apply with our kids, I've learned a lot from my kids to make me a better leader and I work at it every day. And it's a, it's a, it's a journey, uh, not a destination. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, I love that point. I, are you really present uh, for them? And I could I, you know, wonder sometimes myself when my mind's thinking about um, what's going on in the world. But am I present enough for my wife as well? I just realized we've only got about a minute left. So a uh, very quick um, a point from you, Casper. Okay. So, um, so look, I'm just gonna, I, I did a TEDx talk a few weeks ago, well, a month or so ago, and it was called Why Appreciation is the Essence of Humanity. So my, my, my takeaway thought is this. Tell people what they're doing really well. Find really small details and tell people. I've never met yet, never met anybody who needs training to tell, tell me what's wrong with any situation. But the, why values are so powerful? It's a mechanism for saying what's right about any situation. So just build up your team, whether it's your family team, your work team. Tell people what they're doing well. Simple. Gentlemen, absolutely fantastic talking to you today. It's been an amazing conversation. Um, thank you for sharing that. Been, I'm sure it will inspire many, many people. So wish you both well. Thanks very much. Thanks, thank Chris. You. Thanks, Dan.
Thank you. And for more information on, on Dan and Cashel, you can go to breakthroughx.com or dancashel.com. That's uh, Dan K U S C H E double L.com. And for Casper, go to caspercraven.com. Casper is C A S P A R c-r-a-v-e-n.com on um for the next um few weeks i'm having a little bit of time off over christmas and uh, need to spend a little bit of time with family we've got one or two poorly people in my family at the moment so i'm going to take um, the next uh, three weeks off and, and i'm going to repeat um three of the most popular shows in fact the three biggest shows this year in terms of listeners they've had huge uh, listener numbers and uh, i think with good reason so the first one next week i'm going to re- repeat is future stewards with simon hampel amazing interview about uh, the future of um uh, of leadership so that's the 22nd of december then win more business with phil m jones on the 29th of december and then an amazing interview on economics today with mark beresford smith who's the head of um of of economics at hsbc um, mark is incredible he was a he's a blind guy who's been blind since the age of four and has gone on to achieve amazing things but uh, gave a fantastic interview talking about brexit and all those sorts of things and i'll be back again with you on the 12th of june with uh, judy robinet who is one of the most connected people i know on the planet uh, she's talking about power connectors so Wish you all, season's greetings to you all if you're listening before Christmas. Once again, a big thank you to Dan Cashel and to Casper Crave. Any questions or comments, do email me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. We thank you for listening to the Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more, achieve more.